Welcome everybody, this is the greatest podcast, MMA podcast, on Franken culture. This is Get The K.O. Yes, it's me, your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, and as always, we have Julie Chewbacca. What's up, y'all? How's it going, yo? Yo, it's going good. How you been today? Um, good. Snowing again in Michigan because, you know, for some reason spring just doesn't want to come. It's going to snow. I think it's going to snow on St. Patrick's Day, which is bullshit. <laughs> well, I'm going to let you know bullshit. that on today, March 3rd, one day after mm-hmm. UFC 235, Maryland can't make up its fucking mind because it <laughs> rained and then it snowed and it snowed well, yeah, like half an inch that. and then it rained again and it's supposed to snow later today. I like man. I can never plan for anything. Like if I wanted yeah, to go you- somewhere, I have to wear like boots and shorts and a raincoat with a stocking hat right. and like mega that's, gloves. <laughs> that, that's kind of Michigan too. Like the the amount of times there's been like a sixty degree swing in like less than twenty four hours, and people are like. Oh, I don't know why my sinuses are acting up. I'm like, because you chose to live in a state that's like ridiculous on changing the weather. Like, I I can't say I'm surprised when it's snowy and cold because I literally live in a state called the Mitten State. It's winter apparel. This is I did this to my damn self, but every time I think the snow is gonna stop or we're gonna, I don't mind cold, but every time I think it's gonna it it's gonna chill out, it comes back. I don't mind snow, but this whole like it being belated and being in March bullshit. I want spring. I don't mind rain. I don't mind when it's like rainy and shit in March. Like it used to be, but I don't want this fucking like Oh by the way, and the East Coast is getting hit with a foot of snow. What? No. <laughs> no, fuck you. I know, right? So, I just it's it's ridiculous. I yeah, and can't stand that's it. yeah, and the sn- the storm that's coming by my way into the East Coast area, it's like where you're at. It's like borderline of where the thunderstorms are at down like towards the south of the storm. Yeah, so no wonder you got the bipolar. You got the bipolar ribbon where it yeah. doesn't know what it wants to do. Or it's like ah, it's just cold enough. Never mind. <laughs> Oh, God, weather's so hilarious to me sometimes. So that's why I keep everything and keep everything you can in your car in case. Keep a sweater, keep a umbrella, everything. <laughs> so let's get yeah. into this. Right, last night, March second. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. before we really jump into this, happy birthday, Kara. Uh, it was her birthday two days ago. Oh it's March yeah. 3rd. I I want to put that there. So proud. She's eight years old. I'm I'm mad excited. All right. So (laughs) now let's talk about this. March 2nd, UFC 235 happened. And oh my God, can we not, can we get into just the, what the hell happened on the card? That card. The entire, the entire main card was 
not the entire main card, but there was a chunk of it where you're like, <laughs> what? The majority, yeah, what? exactly. What? Which yeah, is, like, what happened? There, listen, realistically, two out of the, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, because the 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 Torres, Wiley Zhang fight, and Woodley Usman fight really had no fuckiness in it. They were really good matchups, and they yep. went to decision to blah, blah, blah. Wasn't like where you went, whoa, or what? Yeah. But yep. the rest of it, you kind of either went, what the fuck? Or like, whoa, yep. what yep. the? What? So, yeah. But I want to start it off, right? It was a what card. <laughs> so let's start this off with the early prelims. Did you happen? Did you get to see those fights? I did not catch the early prelims. I, I, I have the, the results up, and I, I kind of like asked about it, but I didn't catch it because yeah. it's getting ready for uh so Ready for gonna, recording. I did catch the prelims, though. Yeah, so Pollyanna versus... I was not going to uh, miss the prelims. Was it Pollyanna <laughs> Vienna uh, versus mm -hmm. Hannah Cyphers? So yeah. what made this fight so interesting, right, was that both these girl, uh, both these women really, like, try to showcase all their skills. Uh, for me, round mm -hmm. one really kind of set the tone. Cyphers landed this huge shot on Vienna and put her into the cage, and Cyphers was just trying to go to town from there. It was a great... I mean, this was a great fight. Um, I definitely felt like Cyphers had won all three rounds. But, man, that devastating. She hit Viana so hard. I was like, I don't, I don't know how she didn't drop. Like, it was just it was right. amazing. Um, well, look at, yeah, I mean, just checking at the stats, you can see that they're pretty evenly matched up. Like, total strike, 53-50. Significant strike, 44-43. So, I mean... When you're banging that kind of close at each other, yep, it's yep. no wonder why it went to decision. I do so. want to. I do want to preface on this too. Uh, Marlon mm -hmm. Vera was supposed to fight uh, Frankie. Uh, that fight did get yeah, canceled. that got canceled, so, didn't it? Yeah, it was a canceled fight. Um, <laughs> moving up though, uh, Gianna Jenna uh, Mazzani versus Mazzani versus uh, Macy uh, Cheeson and. Cheese and rice. I just want to say that. Cheese and crackers. Cheese and holy shit is what we got to say. Uh, Macy came out and just she and and Gina were destined to throw bombs in the first round. And Macy landed this one bomb and it put it put Gina into the cage um, and she forced her in there, and then she, mm -hmm. Macy, it just looked like Gina was just like, I'm gonna let my hands drop, you just take shots at my face, and we'll see how many oh. of these punches I can eat before I fall, and, yo, she, that, that's not, she had, like, she, that's I think she not ate, a wise decision. nope, she blocked every one of Macy's punches with her face, it was like seven <laughs> straight combo, I was I like, mean, oh like, my god. <laughs> Like, if this makes sense, there are fighters where they eat a couple of punches, but you're not supposed to eat all of the punches. Like, that's a horror. That's a horrible game plan. But if you who do at you the have stats, in your right? corner, Ronda's old team? Jesus. <laughs> if you looked at the stats, though, right, uh, percentage wise, total yeah. strike. Gina landed 67% of her strikes. She also landed 50, 56% of her significant strikes. Where uh, Macy landed 51% of her strikes. Her total oh, strikes, yeah. and then fifty-one percent of her total uh, significant strikes. So, you know, Gina was doing more damage in this fight, but man, like, she, she was got she was right precise, but yeah, yeah. it it yeah, see, and that was early round one. Damn, yeah, 
it was vicious. Awesome. Uh, and then right get before it, get we, it, Macy. right before we get actually it, started Macy. recording, uh, okay. Frankensteiner, we had the Edmund uh, Shabazan versus Charles Bird fight, and Edmund. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, 38 <laughs> seconds. It was so fierce. He hit it with his yeah. fancy hook and just put him down. I was like, yep, that's a, and that is how death touches us. That's just, that's right. the only way it works. Vicious, vicious. Right. Um, and then, of course, we can hop right into the prelims, right? And, uh, yeah. so. I did record those, and I did, <laughs> I actually caught the Mickey Golf fight as we were recording Frankenstein. I, I have to say, I have to say, I have to eat a lot of crow, but. By all means, I do give Diego Sanchez so much respect because oh, I do right? like him as a fighter. I do he, like I do like he him. He was really good. Nightmare yeah. was amazing. And I like but I'm a huge fan of Mickey Gall and oh, yeah. I picked these card this card. I did it on a biasness of saying I want Mickey Gall to win this fight. And I I even made a reason clear. for it. And last week in our predictions, I said it. I want Mickey Gall to win because fuck Anthony. And I said it and I meant it. And because Anthony You put that in the human. universe. See, that's yep. what happened. You that's did happened. that. I did. You put in the universe and the universe went, mm mm. No, no, boo boo. Diego. That's what you don't get that today. <laughs> right. So, right. Yeah. You know what, though? I mean, he looked really good. Like, I felt bad for Mickey because I feel like. He could have done he could have done a better performance against Diego if he would have fought one more experienced fighter first. Oh, yeah. And I don't mean that as a slight against Mickey. I just feel like Diego figured out how to pick him apart easier than probably Mickey playing. Well, so I feel Diego, like I, I mean it's just he, he's got the experience. Yeah, he's got the Jake, experience. Diego's got forty so, fights in the UFC. Yeah, Diego's so that's what I mean. Fights. I feel like if I feel like Mickey would have been a better match. I feel like Mickey was a, it was a good matchup. It was a good matchup, but I feel like it would have been a better matchup if this was Mickey and a couple a cu- with a couple more fights under his belt. Yeah, but because I feel like he would have let's be honest, done a though. better. I don't mean that rudely. I don't mean that rudely at all because Mickey's really good. Let's let's be honest though. Mickey Gall so. has seven fights under his belt, right? Yeah, and he is a good Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu artist, right? I think currently right now yeah. he's like a brown belt. I he know I know he's working his way towards his black, um, right? But Diego Sanchez has got forty fights, and he's been wrestling against mm, experienced right. fighters, and he's going against world-class Brazilian jiu-jitsu artist. So it's it's right. not like Mickey has, like, he's, and I don't want to say it like this, Mickey hasn't tapped off, right? Because his boxing right. really had a lot of improvement. I want to give that shout-out to him. Yeah, oh, yeah. And his yeah. kickboxing his stand-up was game on was, point. His stand-up game has improved. Oh, yeah, by light years. And I think, and it's funny, because I think if this Mickey Gall would have fought CM Punk two years, or three years ago, like, CM Punk yeah. wouldn't, CM Punk would have lasted. Like CM Punk would have tapped out. Yeah. He would have just got knocked out. And I, 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 I yeah, that, that would <laughs> hurting myself a little bit because I like CM Punk as a as a person. I like CM Punk. I liked him as a wrestler. I, I love him as a wrestler actually. But um, yeah, right. just honestly, like, you know, he's such a nightmare. And Michael Jackson would have stood a chance. Sage would have gone down quicker. I just want to put out there that right. Mickey Gall's. He's just improved light years over on his striking, so right. he's still got a long I, ways to go. Well, the good thing is, yeah, that's the good thing is it's only seven fights, and he had only seven fights under his belt, and 
he's young, so that means when you think about the fact that he fought somebody with forty fights under his belt, so you think about that. Like, what is he going to be like when he gets the 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 forty fights under his belt? Yeah, he's probably going to be a nightmare as well. You know, if it's changed, if it's changed, his nickname is it's not going to be old Mickey when he walks in anymore. It's going to be something crazy or something. But uh, I, I I'm I'm he didn't do horrible, and I'm excited to see what Mickey does. Anyways, you know, yeah. I mean, but it also did. It did a it it did a service to Diego. It, it also showed like, yeah, Sanchez still got it. Well, Sanchez, you know, we we like, always, we've always joked about this, right? With different fighters, I guess we didn't mm-hmm. really joke about. It. We made a statement. Certain fighters are always gonna be like a benchmark fighter, fighter, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you were um, Jake Ellenberger or uh, Clay Guida, you know, Diego Sanchez. We've said that Diego Sanchez is a benchmarker. Like if you can beat right. Diego. Obviously, you're going on to be you like can move on status. to some better fight. Yeah. yeah, but if you don't, your welterweight yeah, shit's gonna go to, up. It's just time if you don't beat him. That just means you have to go back to the board, redraw, learn, and to get back to what you were doing. So yeah, you know, by all means, I I'd like and like I'm still a huge fan of Mickey Gall. I have I'm a friend of his. Yeah, I really I honestly I just there's so much there. So it's nothing for him, man. It's just it's a speed bump. You just oh, gotta yeah. move on. So yeah. and I'm I'm, hi- like I'm hyped said, to see I mean, the future for him. Exactly. That's what I said. I think Mickey Gall and like even twenty fights, forty fights, gonna be a terror. He's gonna be a terror. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. I love. I love watching some of the guys when they only got a couple, you know, a couple things out of the belt, and you're like, ooh, you're gonna be a problem in a couple (laughs) years because you're gonna get really good, (laughs) and people are gonna start to retire. So let's so. go up, right? Cody Star- yep, uh, yep. Stallman versus Alejandro Perez. Um, yeah. If we're looking at the stats for this fight, right? Alejandro Perez, uh, he had he landed 50% of his takedowns, 34% of his significant strikes, as well as 38% of his strikes. Cody, on the other hand, 40-40 and zero. So respectively, right. total strikes, significant strikes, and takedowns. He didn't have a takedown. But Cody did enough in this fight to win. I thought he was two rounds right. to one. Um, significantly, I thought he did a great job. I just didn't have an issue with the way he handled his performance. He just knew what he wanted to do and went out there and did it. Right. So, shout out to that, man. How'd you feel about the fight yourself? That's pretty about it. I feel like, well, he, um, Cody put a lot of pressure forward because I was in and out of this fight because I was actually doing something, um, when I was watching at the same time. Um, and everything that, everything that I was watching, it was, Cody kept moving forward. He kept trying to make sure that he landed points. Kept making sure the judges liked what he was doing. Because at the end of the day, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna knock somebody out, you gotta make sure the judges catch you. Right. Make sure they're watching what you're doing. Right. You know right. what I mean? If you're not gonna sit there, if you're not somebody that's gonna be taking somebody down in 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 a single or double eggs or anything like that, you need to just make sure you need to make sure you're just constantly at least attempting. Even if you don't fully land, you're at least putting the pressure forward, which there are some judges that just like if you're just walking up on somebody. There there are some judges where you don't even have to, like I've noticed this before, that you didn't even have to land on anybody. If you're just like walking up like, what you going to do, bitch? They're like, ooh, point. That sometimes that just catches somebody fancy, and that's I think that's kind of what helped him too. Yeah. Is it just he wasn't backing down? And sometimes you need to do that. Like you said, go to work. Sometimes going to work just 
does just does exactly that. So, go Cody. I mean, nothing for nothing, though. Alejandro did good, though. I'm not saying that he was horrible, though, like I said, with the takedowns and shit. Yeah, so, he did. He did a but, great job. But, just, yeah, he did he a great did. job. Just Cody. Cody knew what he wanted to do. Cody yeah. knew what he wanted to do. And like I Sometimes said, I, just I think I had, scored, I had to score two rounds to one uh, for Cody as well. Right. So, I mean, it just wasn't like a huge, I don't know. It, it was a great technical match by Cody. He just understood yeah. what he wanted to do, and I gave him props for that. So, this is a right, big, right. big, big ups. Uh, moving up. We're going to talk about this fight. <laughs> <laughs> Misha, this fight Misha Kurt, makes me Kurnoff. giggle so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Mr. Skirt Shirkanoff versus Johnny Walker. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Johnny Walker. This one lasted forever. It was the longest fight I've ever seen for 36 oh, seconds in the first round. Um, it was my right. KO. Thirty uh for first round, thirty six seconds. Uh Johnny that Walker. Knee, though. The kid Johnny Walker, man, he is a freak. That fucking knee. It was quick too. Like, because of the fact that like we were recording when this was going on, I was watching it earlier today. So I knew to like I knew the the result, at least for this fight, was like, oh, it's within within the first like thirty some odd seconds. So I was standing there just like waiting there. I wouldn't do anything because I didn't want to miss it. Because, you know, that's how that shit happens. You know, like you look down, grab your phone, grab a chip, grab your pop, go to the bathroom, and all of a sudden, boom! That's what that was. That knee was out of nowhere. Yep. It was quick. That and was so quick. I felt bad for Sirkinov because there was a little bit of buildup about him being in this fight. And I was like, oh, yeah. But that knee sometimes will stop anybody's momentum. And that's exactly what we saw. And Johnny Walker <laughs> landed that knee. And, and then Misha just went down. Himself. Right. Well, I, I mean, we got to bring up, though. Yes. I know we got to exactly bring up, though, go. that 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 I I love anybody being exuberant that they won, get your shit on, go to town. But what I got to giggle at is if you separate your fucking shoulder trying to do the worm, what? Seriously? Yes. See, you, that is the, like, that was the best thing in the world. Because, like, the moment it happened, I lost my shit. Because I knew about it, like, because after we got done recording, my husband immediately told me about it. And I was like, <gasps> God damn it. God bless you, Johnny. So when I watched it happen, I was waiting to see him do it. I was like, where where do you fuck up? Where do you fuck God damn it. Right at no. the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was like, ah, fuck. And then I love when he's just. It was like right, right. at the beginning. Yeah. It, it was it was like floppy noodle. That's what it was. What's, it wasn't even a worm. It was floppy noodle. Did you check out the press conference? Like, with uh, I didn't watch. I, uh, negative. Dana I didn't. I saw. So... I saw. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched some clips and I saw some sound bites from it, but I didn't watch the whole thing. Yeah. Was he so, pissed off? So the reporters were like, hey, how did you feel about Johnny Walker and how he did? And, uh, you know, Dana was they like... rage Dana, out. Dana, no, Dana goes, yo, that kid's a phenom. He's just incredible. Mm. Like, he's just, it's just something you don't see. A kid is just a rare feat. They're like, well, what did you think about his post antics? He's like, and Dana goes, he's got to stop that shit. He's like, that's just... Uh, that's <laughs> I figured, He's like, anytime you get Dana hurt was celebrating, say it's ridiculous. <laughs> right, I figured Dana was going to say some sort of shit like that. I mean, you know, he doesn't mind antics because look at the shit around this fucking card in general with 
Colby showing up to Usman's open workout and yeah. like showing up to when Dana was playing blackjack. I don't know if you saw that, but like Colby just showed up. It's like, what's up? Hey, um, Dana doesn't mind antics. It's just if you get hurt in the process and cost him the ability to use you again is when he gets pissed off. Well, I Don't guess... fuck with his money. He doesn't mind you being ridiculous. If he minds you being ridiculous and not being able to fight because of you being ridiculous. Yeah, so Don't go to jail. Though... Don't get hurt. Bada boom. So uh, Dana said that the medical staff actually cleared Johnny Walker uh, from his, oh, that's his good. shoulder. Yeah, his shoulder. Uh, I guess Johnny said he was good to fight. You know, he's still good to go. So they're going to hold off. They're going to do an MRI on Monday. So tomorrow yeah, but for like, him. But think but about that, stupid. though. Yeah, but think about that, though. They have to pay for the MRI and all that shit. They wouldn't have had to do that if he didn't, you know, go all just, floppy noodle in the middle of the ring. He's still back like mean, everybody else. That's right. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, or just be like, woohoo, get on get on the side of the freaking cage. That's what other people do. Nobody. Be cocky on the mic. <laughs> yeah. No, but I don't, I know. I'm just, just Who wishful did- thinking. Was I, I no, actually know. I, wasn't. I don't want some. So hmm. we gotta, we gotta hold on. Okay, no, fuck Johnny Walker. Let's move up, right? Let's talk about this Jeremy yes. Stevens fight versus uh, Zabib. Can I just want to make sure that I wasn't dreaming this? Did Zabib throw a head kick, miss a head kick, run off the cage, and then kick Stevens and miss the kick? Oh yeah, dude, he was trying to pull some Showtime Pettis shit. Yeah. <laughs> Because we were recording you were, this. You weren't dreaming. You we were, weren't dreaming. That was reality. I watched yeah. it just a little while ago. Like, before we recorded, I watched it. He went all Showtime Pettis in the ring. <laughs> Yo, he he legitimately... I was just wanting to make sure because it looked like he was either trying yeah. to throw a punch or a head kick, missed, ran up the cage, ran off the cage, and threw a kick this again. Was- and I was like... What the hell did I just see? Right. I was trying to. Right. I was like trying to. So, guys, just in case you didn't know, Julie and I are attached to another podcast called Frankensteiner. We record those usually about eight thirty at night, and it's usually on Saturday nights. Well, just so happens that's when the prelims. That's during prelims. And as we're <laughs> that's trying to record, why I record my us, prelims. <laughs> some of us do different things, right? So I'll watch the prelims, but I have it on mute. And as I'm watching, I was like. What the hell was that? I just right. kept staring at the screen like, yeah, did I just you were, see you that were crazy. That 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 legit happened. It was interesting. That fight. Okay, so first off, I was excited about that matchup in general because I like Jeremy Stevens and I like uh, I like what Zabit's been doing. Um, however, I need to point this out, Zabit boy, Zabit, you need to chill out sometimes with some Zuberins. Kicking some people in the dick. Yo, getting, people in the dick. Hold, holding, holding on to the cage and doing a back kick. Like, that shit's illegal as fuck. Like, listen, my dude, we know you can bring the damage. You ain't need to do some dirty shit. Leave that, leave that to the streets. That's fine. But you're in the octagon. Chill out on that shit. Don't be kicking people in the dick. That he, like, well, there was a he got his, he did, he did it more than once. And that's where I was like, oh, bruh, like, well, there was like, a watch lot of jaw jacking going on between the both of them. Yeah, like, the two of them, like, they started getting at it. Like, yeah, because it wasn't it, like, the, uh, after the second round, yeah. there was some, there was some niss, there was some niss, like, 
That's what even, I call it when they Steven start going at each other. Steven pushed him back, and then the ref yeah, the start, pushes them away. They start getting but, it. Know, it was crazy. Well, I mean, if this but, makes sense, if this makes sense, I don't. I mean, obviously, I, I, I don't, I don't have a dick. Well, not obviously, but just, you know, it's not TMI. I don't have a dick. But like, if you kicked me in the dick, and I, like, if I had one, you kicked me a dick more than once. Yeah, I'd be a little testy by the end of the damn round. <laughs> I mean, by the, like, legit, I'd be like, dude, you kicked me one more time in the dick. Like I'm gonna just take taking the gloves off. We're just gonna handle this like it's it's like the hood. Like why the why why you keep kicking me right there? So like, but I, I enjoyed the stand up that they were doing. I mean, I I, I like that Zabit was trying to get get his ground game on, and Jeremy was trying to do his his best his best defense on it. But just watching the two of them swing at it. One thing though. Jeremy needs to learn to fake better because the beat was faking all over and it was it was catching Jeremy too many times. If Jeremy could learn to fake better, I think he could catch the beat. He could have caught the beat more more times and possibly could have changed that that score. No, I because it was it was it was I don't think it was it, you know, it wasn't like a oh my god, like it was clear as day that Zabit got – no, it wasn't clear as day. Like, because there was some ar- – you could make some arguments that Jeremy could have – if Jer- there, there's some clear things that Jeremy could have done in which he definitely would have – it would have changed the outcome of that. It would have. Like, if he would have faked more, landed a couple – Um, I just don't think just that, that alone. Jeremy has Just that, that alone. Know. No, and that's the thing. I mean, but that's something to take in, though. Add that to your repertoire. You don't need to do it all the time, but it, every once in a while, you see somebody coming in, just kind of fake them out. But it, he didn't do it like it did. He seemed like he didn't do it one time at yeah. all. No, and that was the problem. Like, at least you ain't got it. Like, that doesn't, he didn't, he didn't need to do it nearly as much as the beat was doing because the beat was, I, I didn't understand what the hell was going on sometimes. However, good job on Jeremy. Every time he was trying to go into Southpaw, he was like, fuck that. No, you don't. <laughs> do, do you? No, um, you don't. <laughs> do you watch Dragon Ball Abridge? Like, the comedy. Well, it's like a, it's like, it's Dragon Ball, but it's like this comedy bit, right? And every time. Oh, like, yeah, I know Dragon Ball Abridge. So. I know Dragon Ball Z Abridge from the Team <laughs> Four Star. I know, I, I know, see, I, yeah. They come out, to, saw, there's a. I was hoping. What was that? I was hoping that Jeremy Stevens would have like landed one big KO shot and knocked out Zabib and just mm-hmm. stand over the top of him and be like, and that one's for my dick. <laughs> Cause that's yes. what I'm looking for. <laughs> it yes. didn't happen, oh, I was like, that's oh, so fantastic. That happen. <laughs> that's but, so great. I love the team four win. star guys. It was, a yeah, big it was, win it was for, a uh, good win. So he yeah, I mean the crowd fucking the crowd fucking hated him, but you yeah, know, but, whatever. but at the same time, if this makes sense, that crowd, and I'm gonna point it out right now, um, they really need to understand this. And I've been been complaining about this before. In general, I think UFC fans need to go and understand what makes MMA. It's mixed martial fucking art. Mixed means more than one damn thing. It means like shit. Like wrestling is a part of it. So stop booing when they're on the ground doing a perfect chest match and you're, oh, they're not pushing each other's face <laughs> off. And my attention span is that of a fucking net, so I can't figure out what's going on. And I'm sitting there going, 
wow, look at him. And he's sitting there grabbing his, oh, look at that. He's trying to switch on him. Oh, he's getting half guard. Oh, he's not going to get, oh, but he's got a crank. Can he get a bomb flute? And these people, boo, boo, fuck you. I'm getting that out now. Fuck you. Y'all get at me. I don't give a shit. At little less Chewbacca on Twitter. I don't give a fuck. Stop booing. Learn some shit. Google. Use the Google machine. Learn wrestling. Not sports entertainment. Not WWE. We have an entire other podcast for that. Learn like the legit wrestling. Maybe learn some Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Learn grappling. Hold on. Maybe understand what's going on. You said you said learn wrestling. Um, I shared a video on the podcast. I might have to attach this video. It's all world star. Oh my god! Oh, oh two, yes. Two six-year-old kids wrestling. Um, and it starts with uh, a kid in a blue singlet and a kid in a black t-shirt. But the kid in a blue singlet has. Uh, he's working for Half Nelson, right? And some people will know what that means. Some people won't. When you go watch the video, you'll understand. So he's working for Half Nelson. He's trying to put the kid on his back, right? The kid on the black shirt. Actually, and shut up, And I just want to call the ref out. The kid in the black shirt was both shoulders down. Shoulder blades were touching. He was pinned. And the ref didn't call that, right? So right. kid in the blue singlet is trying to work for the pin. Uh, kid in the black shirt rolls over, gets up, right? And starts to run away. But as he comes back, the kid in a blue singlet ties him up, right? Gets him in a, in a high-collar tie. Yeah. Puts both hands up and then shoots a double leg and slams this kid to God knows where. I've never I've, – I've heard and I've been – I have unfortunately been a victim of slams like that. And that kid right. – the kid in a black shirt hit so hard – on the mat. Duh. You saw his head. I saw his soul come out. I saw his soul come out. <laughs> I saw hear, it come out. You hear. I saw it come out. This you heard the thud, thud and then his soul. Oh my God. And I just remember seeing, and I saw that kid and the kid in the blue singlet was like, what I do? And I, I fell for him. Cause I was like, yo, like that's, that's intense. <laughs> right. What like, you oh said? So, so yeah. So you, I'm just like, oh so you sent the thing and I watched it. And the moment you see the child hit, well, what uh, L L blue singlet, the child hit L black shirt child with that spine buster, essentially. God. And he just goes, yeah, boom. And like I said, you watched his soul leave his body for a second because it was like, <gasps> I was like, Oh, I know what that deep breath is like. And then the terror and the immediate child cry. And then I was like, oh, that's why you need to go on mute. <laughs> like, I saw the child wind up crying. I was like, I know that cry. Yep, nope. yep, nope. I have nieces and nephews. I don't need to hear that cry. That but fear. Jesus. It, and it's funny because my friend Jesus. that shared it, my friend that shared it with me, um, mm-hmm. we were talking about it. And we have another guest who's always on the show, Ricky. Some of you guys know him. Some mm-hmm. of you guys remember him. Uh, EBS yep, yep. Sports Gaming, if you want to at him on Twitter. Um, so I, I was telling my friend about the first time that I ever refed a wrestling match and I was refing Ricky's little brother, Rocky. So mm-hmm. Rocky is like, I think he was like six years old at this time too. So it was like almost the same age. Anyway, so Ricky, Ricky was teaching Rocky how to do backyard wrestling, which was something that I had done with Ricky. So I knew what was mm-hmm. going on. So Rocky, right. uh, got taught how to do a power bomb perfect a perfect power bomb at that so this kid at we start to match right i tell him shake hands guys they shake hands and i blow the whistle 
and this kid shoots a perfect double leg on Rocky, right? But the thing really? is, is Rocky, the kid stops midway. So instead of driving through the takedown, he stops at the feet. And the funny thing was is that this kid's heads was in between Ricky or Rocky's legs. So Rocky looks at his brother and he does the Undertaker like <laughs> the throat slash. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he picks this kid up and he goes uh. to slam him, right? He picks him up uh-huh. with a power bomb. He goes to slam him. I catch the kid. I blow the whistle, I catch the kid, and I told Rocky, I was like I remember telling Rocky this, and I don't know if Rocky remembers this story or not, but I remember looking Rocky in the face and telling him, dude, it's not that kind of wrestling. Go to the wrestling that I taught you. (laughs) And he was like, oh, okay. But Rocky Rocky ended up winning the tournament, which is so funny. But yeah, I'll never forget that. That was the first time. It was the first time I ref the kid. And just seeing that kid get picked up and slammed, I was like, oh, God. I was like, that ref, See, my favorite, you have to know what's going to happen. <laughs> right. My favorite thing is, is like, I, so my, so going in middle into high school, it was like smack dab in the middle of the attitude era. Right. You know, started, started freshman year, 99, 2000. I don't give a fuck out. I don't even hold them. Um, <laughs> and so like oh, that, that happened. There was a lot of like kids that would join like middle school wrestling. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, I wonder what our entrance is. You're like, dude, not that kind of wrestling. It's not that kind of Chill wrestling. Chill out. Sorry. Yeah, you're like, it's, <laughs> it's not going to be like that. You're not going to get a faction. This is an entirely – you're going to be bored. But then it worked out because Kurt Angle came along and then people figured out what it is because then they were like, oh, maybe if I go be Kurt Angle, I can get in there. Like, you're never going to be Kurt Angle, right. but okay. You can win the Olympics with a broken freaking neck. With a broken freaking neck. All right. That's no. enough. That's enough right. WWE. Anyway, let's so, move on to the main card. Yeah, jump on the main, main card. card. Can we? Okay. Let's jump on the main card. Let's talk about this. Cody Garbrandt versus Pedro Munoz. Uh, Pedro won this fight yeah. in, the, in the first round. Right. Four minutes and 52 seconds. Right. Let's talk about this for a second. Did you feel like Cody yeah. was winning the fight up until the moment with Pedro? Yeah, I mean, at least from what I remember, because if this makes sense, I have trouble remembering this fight because of how quick. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I felt. So I felt. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember Pedro really having it until bit where it was like, oh, oh, oh. yeah. To like, okay, you won. To like fifteen seconds left in the fight. But yeah. Cody was so Cody only landed about thirty five percent of his shots, right? But mm-hmm. Cody was he was landing a shot and then he would move. Pedro would try to moving, land a shot. yeah, yeah, and he was like sticking and moving really well. He was moving. He showed off his speed, which was by the way, Cody looked like he was in in rare form. So he's oh like, yeah, he absolutely shots. his Pedro, speed looked improved. It looked improved this yeah. time. And so Pedro is throwing shots as well. He's landing. And Cody lands. Yeah. But then Cody lands this shot, and Pedro's hands, like, drop. I can't remember if right. he dropped. But um, all of a sudden, like, Cody goes in for the kill. And instead of, like, just picking and choosing his shots, uh, Pedro, he got, he got Pedro landed a shot. Reckless. And then Cody, yeah. Well, Pedro landed a shot, and then Cody got emotional. And it was yep. weird, man, because. That's, 
That's what rec- re- reckless and emotional are go are pretty much. It. Yeah, and then he went in for the kill. You could you could change him out, <laughs> you know. And then it started throwing. Yeah, and it was funny because Anthony brought this up to me. By the way, guys, if you guys are wondering, Anthony, he's on sick day again. It's okay. Get well, Anthony. We'll talk to you soon. Um, but Anthony and I were talking about this, and uh, Anthony, <laughs> Anthony lucky guys out sick too. day. He, yeah, he pointed this out. It was so funny because he said. Um, TJ Dillashaw had the belt, and then Dominic Cruz beat TJ, who then got beat yeah. by Cody, who then got beat by TJ, and then when you see Cody's match, Dominic is calling Cody's match, but Dominic called it. He's like, the reason why I lost to Cody was because I got emotional, and I just started trying to throw bombs, yeah. and that's exactly what happened. Pedro landed a shot, yeah. and he got at Cody. Cody was like, that's it. I'm going to try to finish this fight, and then they started squaring off and just throwing bombs at each other, and... right. Even if Cody would have landed a shot prior to Pedro uh, landing his, I don't think Pedro would have went out. I think it would have been a right. solid shot, but Pedro landed this nasty hook, and Cody's right. head just turned. He just hit the ground, yep. and like that was it. That was it. That, that's how she wrote, like Angela Lansbury, murder yep. style. I just, um, I just wish Cody I, would stick to his game plan and stop getting emotional. He doesn't do that. That's the sad part about Cody. It's the thing that pisses me off. And I think that's not going to happen until he gets a little bit older. I think it's it's a maturity thing at this point. I, and I know it's nothing against him. I ain't talking shit. And I don't give a fuck if you, anybody wants to interpret it that way. You can. I don't give a fuck. It's sometimes, yeah, it doesn't matter how old you get chronologically. You still need to mature a little bit. So, And it doesn't matter if you got a baby, you got wives, you got kids, you got you been here, travel around. Sometimes you just need some a, a little bit more growth to stop doing that shit, and I think Cody has Cody needs that. Cody yeah. needs to grow up just a little bit more and learn like, okay, if I want to start winning, if I want to have that gold strapped around my waist again, I need to stop get pissy in these moments when someone gets me and gets me good. That just means I need to get into hella strategic mode, but he doesn't do that. He gets into how like oh how I'm gonna I'm gonna justify what you just did to me because that 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 surprised me and I'm 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 embarrassed because that's what it really comes off as is like oh shit I got embarrassed so now I have to act like even more of an ass exactly. in the way that I'm fighting and no he's better than that also side note before I forget I have to say. There, even though I disagreed with some of the stuff he said uh, during other fights, I actually really enjoy Dominic Cruz calling the pay-per-view this time. I don't always enjoy Dominic. It's nothing against him. Sometimes just like, whatever, I don't care. I don't know what it is. I feel like this time around, he gave some really good like critiques and just insight to different people's fighting styles, like, especially during this one. Like There were some times where I'm like, Yes, Dominic, I agree. Or I'm like, I don't agree with what you're saying because I like the other fighter, but I can see why you you view it that way. I was like, all right, Dominic, I don't mind you being with Rogan. And the, I, it was it, I, it, him, Rogan, and Anik, I did not mind the way it worked out this time. Yeah, Sometimes it flowed it, really it, well. Yeah, it worked really well. It flowed well. It flowed very well. I mean, and Rogan's only going to be around for, pod, uh, for pay-per-views anymore. Right. So, Well, and what I mean, I'd like to see is I'd like to see – Rogan, DC, and Cruz calling fights, like calling paper. Right. I just think all three of those minds together, like they just, also, they just understand the game. It's just, it's I need to, to watch them. I need to point this out because I don't understand. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. I asked my husband. 
I, I, I have the Google machine. I just haven't used it for, for, for understanding this. Why? NASA. Okay. When the fuck did shale just start showing up? Like, if this makes sense, this is the second time. The second time there's been a pay-per-view that, like, Shale Shonen's been there. And I'm like, but you you fight for Bellator and, like, you, yeah. you have a match coming. Well, and, like, Shale Shonen is... Really, I, I, I don't mind it. I'm just, let me point that out. I don't mind the bad guy. I don't mind. I don't mind. I do not mind that guy being there. However, it just surprises me because of the fact of that Dana does get really pissy about, like, even acknowledging Bellator sometimes. He gets very Vince McMahon with it. You know what I mean? Like, the only ones he'll acknowledge are the things that he's directly working with, like, with one and shit like that. You know what I mean? Well, Um, to be honest, I thought it was really kind of funny. I was like, okay, whatever, cool. Shell, talk some more shit. I love when you do. But, you know, so you you notice that Shell was only on the ESPN Plus card, like he wasn't on the pay per view itself. That, and well, the reason why I'm... is because he's so prior to ESPN um, getting the TV rights to uh, UFC, he signed a contract to do the show MMA Elite. And once right. the UFC got a hold or got into ESPN, ESPN had it in their contract that any ESPN show that they do or MMA show that they do. Shell Sonnen is going to be there. Because if you notice, Rashad Evans is there too. And Rashad hasn't been in the UFC, yeah. God knows. But he's only on ESPN cards. He's not allowed to be on the pay-per-view cards or even on the UFC Fight Pass. So because he's contracted with ESPN, that's why he's allowed okay, to be so on the Okay, so only on the t- he's only on TV. So. Yeah, so if you – and even if you watch like ESPN, like SportsCenter, you'll see Shell be on SportsCenter because um, Hawaii – is on there too well yeah i know that that's what i mean it's just i understand that he's got the thing with espn it's just i was surprised that dana um did it he has to eat it you know (laughs) what i mean like which yeah that's right that's right it's just there's sometimes i get surprised where like Dana. i guess it's one of those like every once in a while i kind of giggle at dana like he'll talk so much shit neck like like i'm dana tough guy but then like he'll bitch out for money you're like, oh yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Someone puts an extra dollar sign on there. You'd be like, oh, hold on, what do you need? Oh, both yeah. knees? Yeah, take, oh, okay, get I'll get on yeah, both yeah. knees. But um, you know, all right. so hey. enough about Dana. Anyways, let's get this. Enough about Dana. Dana ain't being a bitch. Anyways, let's go to the women beating each other, beating the shit out of each other. Awesome, awesome women beating the shit out of each other. So number seven, yeah. Tisha Torres versus yep. number fifteen, Wei Li Zhang from China. Actually, this was what one of the first she... Chinese fighters, right, to come to the American soil to fight. Yeah, one of the first ones. I don't want to say she... it's the first one, but she yeah, and she was did good, phenomenal, phenomenal. I just have to say that I've I've seen yeah. a lot of entrant like first time fighters come to the UFC. I don't think I've ever seen someone as composed as what she was. And granted, she is, you know, she's nine, uh, she was 18 and 1 going into the octagon, but god bless, man. She looked amazing. She was composed. Tisha Torres didn't have an answer for her on any aspect of ground upon, uh, ground. Well, remember, she's either. fought she's fought before too. She yeah. fought two other fights. She fought two other people uh in 2018. I'm that, just talking about, like, fought, she just was so yeah. smooth with her so, game. So, this was a this was a good, like, you only had two other people, and so to get into, like, a pay-per-view, first pay-per-view kind of spot, yeah. get 
it, bitch. Get it. I mean, she don't get me wrong. It. I like Tisha. I like Tisha. She did good. She wasn't. It wasn't like she just kind of bitched out or nothing. She you know she landed fifty one percent of her strikes, forty eight percent of her significant strikes. However, Zay, damn girl, get, get she was some. not. Get she wanted. To, if this makes sense, if you want, if you want to show that you're serious about title contendership and getting up in the rankings, a performance like that is what you need. You, know you need to this? be mm-hmm. right at the end, right? When they did the interview they, she was like, mm-hmm. she says, my name is Wei Lee and get to know me. And, uh, Oh yeah. Cruz goes, Dominic Cruz says, man, I love it when fighters come over to uh, the United States and learn our language and then they talk in our language because I'm not going to somebody else's country and learning their language. That's too hard. <laughs> it's like, that's a, that's He's a true such statement. A <laughs> such yeah, a true but statement. it is. It is. It is. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard. I mean, like, I, God bless you Brazilians, but if you think I'm learning Portuguese, that's just duh. <laughs> Like, I bet you got to uh, learn Brazilian Portuguese too. It's not just yeah, like that Portuguese. too. Like it's not even just straight Portuguese. It's just the yeah, exactly. Like if this makes sense, I learned a l- I, I didn't even read it because I'm not, I I don't want to get checked on pronunciation. But I did go. I did learn some Japanese, and so I remember learning the the written language because they have like three alphabets essentially. Right. Because there's hiragana, katakana, and kanji, and I remember learning them like nope. All right, we're done. We're done. What the? What the <laughs> fuck? What is this? What the shit is this? Oh, that means that. And then this is what? Nope. All right, I'm gonna go back to the. And it's nothing against it. It's just it was very simplistic fucking mind at the time when I was learning it. I was like, uh, I'm still learning other things because I'm in high school. So yeah, I'm well. I'm Zing, out, so. Zing learned how to beat the shit out of Torres by like. Yeah, she did. I'm very. I was very. Proud very, of, I was very proud of what she did. Much. So excited. I'm looking forward to seeing what she does now that she's, because definitely she's going to be moving up speaking with that of, kind of Speaking of looking forward to seeing things happen for people in the future, uh, Robbie Lawler versus Ben Askren. Let's get into this, right? So I have uh, no idea how I feel about this. So Ben, I love for, Ben Askren. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> recap this for a quick. Ben was looking for a takedown. He ended up getting uh, Robbie's back, but as he he got us to his side, he was trying to inch over to his back. However, uh, in the process of trying to get to Robbie's back, uh, well, Robbie fell forward, and it took Askren. With Askren, took a funny step, and he stepped over the top. And can we just acknowledge the beautiful angle slam? That Robbie Lawler threw down on Ben Askren. Oh yeah! Oh, that was a good one. Straight WWE. I was yeah, I was dying. So right. Robbie then just pummels the shit out of Ben Askren. We're talking heavy shots coming after heavy shot after heavy shot. I thought right. at one point I thought Ben Askren went out, but apparently he was still fighting, trying to get his elbow out because it was locked down. So once he gets right. his elbow out. Um, he grabs a hold of Robbie Lawler, they stand up, and from there, it just kind of seemed like the fight was pretty even. And according to Robbie, he felt like uh, they were matched up really well, but he still felt like he had more strength than what uh, right. Ben Askren had. But then you get to the side, and I don't know what Ben was trying to do. It looked like he was trying to go for a rear naked choke, but he didn't have the hooks in. So once uh, Robbie tried to escape, 
uh, Ben locks in his bulldog choke, but it wasn't really a choke. It was around the chin. It wasn't really around the throat. Yeah, it was screamed. odd. Yeah, and when you look, when you looked at it, and when you looked at it, it looked like it looked like um, Robbie's hand went limp. And I have to agree with the majority of like the crowd. It did look like it went limp. Yeah, dude, even then, e- dude, even Daniel Cormier, like he even put a tweet up, like love Robbie, but like here, I actually have Twitter up. Let me see where it's at. Uh, doo, 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 right there. Up? It's from uh, Love Robbie. But once that arm stops defending and goes limp, ref has to step in. Congrats, Funky at Ben Askren. Did it in such a Ben Askren way, too. Big brother show. Like, I mean, especially, I mean, DC is a wrestler, so he understands. Like, if you see that, like, looking at home, that's what it looked like. Dude, Robbie, love you. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you're a good fighter, but if that's not what your attention is, maybe you should have even like done the wave with your arm. Let somebody know because from the angle that I had from the camera and the angle that Herb Dean had, it looked like our, Robbie's arm went. Look, yep. It looked like and he so, went out for a second. And that's where that's what I was gonna get to. Right was yeah. So his arm goes limp, and then uh, you see Herb grab his arm and kind of shake it, and then you see him stop the fight. What a lot of people didn't see was on the second camera angle. Where Herb grabbed his hand, right, and pulled on it, and Robbie actually pulled his hand back, and he put the thumbs up. And in the midst of everything, right, and this could have happened, was that Herb grabs his hand, the hand gets pulled back, he looks up at the, he looks at Robbie's face because he's looking, and he can't acknowledge the fact that Robbie has the thumbs up symbol that's saying he's good. So once he looks, he probably sees that, you know, you know, Robbie's eyes are probably closed because he's just trying to conserve energy. And I don't know why he would close right. his eyes to conserve energy, by the way. But anyway, his eyes are closed. And then from there, you know, Herb's got to do what he's got to do. He's got to stop the fight. So was it a bad stoppage? Yes. Is it one that's understandable? Of course. You know, Yeah, it's in, such a weird thing. He's in, charge it's of, like, he's in charge of protecting two people's lives. You know what I mean? And if well, he like, if feels this like makes one person's sense, going out, if he feels like one person's I going feel out, you got to like, get it. Right. I'm going to say this right now. I feel like if it was Big John... And Big John was calling that that match, and Big John made that call. Less people would be like about. It. However, because it's Herb Dean, and Herb's been doing some fuck ups lately. Whether it's like calling a match way late, like like where you're looking. And you're seeing a fighter take way too much punishment. You're like, Herb, what are you doing? Herb, what are you doing? Fucking call it, Herb. Or when he's just called it when he didn't need to. Like with Smile and Sam. I think if Herb didn't have that against him, more people would be looking at it as like, hey, Robbie, your arm also went limp. You kind of made it look that way. But because it's Herb, I think more people are like, eh. Bad stoppage because it's Herb and he fucking sucks, brah. Well, he's like, getting on Mario Yamas. He's getting on Mario level. Watch out, bro. Watch out. Watch out, Herb. You don't want that. I didn't you don't want think, that. You know what the funny thing, though, was? is I didn't think he was in the wrong. Like, Herb. I don't think so either, but, like, a lot Twitter of people, bitches. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah, fuck those guys, though. Fucking keyboard warriors. Well, just, even <laughs> Dana was bitching about it. No, but I mean, you know he got his panties in a fucking twins. Yeah, but if you watch the post-conference, like, afterwards, like... Dane even said it too. He was like, "It was a bad." He said it. it was a bad stoppage, which we've all can acknowledge. 
right? He's like, it's bad stoppage. But Dana yeah. also said, hey, in that predicament, like, you are, you have to make that call. Like, if you think that's what yeah. it is, you got to make that call. And even the refing, uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission ref, uh, head ref associate associate yeah anyway, i like, saw that they were he, he said it too he was like in the bulldog choke once the arm go once the arm went limp he's like you gotta make that call then or it could be too late and he felt like dana made a right or that herb made the right call too and you know herb herb does make some bad calls and we've bitched about it and a few years ago well it was I mean, like you know six seven years ago he used to either stop fights way too early or he used to stop them way too late yep. he never had like the perfect timing and we don't really bitch about He's her being that much. All no. the way up until this one fight. And then people are like, remember when he made all those bad calls all those years ago? And we're all like, what? What? Why are we talking about this Oh, now? see, no, I'm not talking about all these years ago. I'm like, personally, there's been some matches as of recent. I can't speak for everybody else because everybody else has wants something to bitch about because, you know, internet, it's a cesspool. But... My thing is, there's been a few times lately where I've looked at Herb Dean and I'm like, dog, you need to tighten up. Like, you're taking on what Big John did, which he was the one that did the really big matches. You know what I mean? Like, if, if it was like a, a, like, a crazy New Year's Eve match or some shit like that, usually Big John was the one reffing. Yeah. That Herb's been stepping into that, so like homeboy needs to tighten up with some shit because I, I there's been some times where I've had some uncomfortable feelings about when he's called, and I don't, and it's like, hey, I get you figure out your timing a little bit better. Like yeah. call up, call up John, maybe you know he'll talk to anybody, maybe 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 shoot your brain together and just be like hey is there anything that you've been seeing in my fights lately that you would think since you are a walking rolodex of the rules but you know what you know? i bet i i bet john tells him hey you did the right thing oh i know but i mean as far as like just in general overall and yeah not 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 like you know that i think in general like i i think in i think in general there are a few refs that could Really, um, Mark Goddard, yeah, like Goddard, we know you directly, yeah. Goddard's got like, don't get me wrong, I don't think he's a bad rev, I just think that he has some stuff that he could tighten up himself. How I also think everybody could take some lessons from uh, Beltran. I love the way he acts with fighters at the end, uh, like, especially like when fighters get knocked out or some stuff, the way he he tends to them. He's very attentive. He watches how they are. There's a few. There's a few refs where I think they, they there needs to be like uh, some conversations to tighten some shit. But up. But you know what worries so. me even more than just mm. like the bad stoppage of the refs, Robbie's reaction after the fight. And I'm not even talking about like he got up. You know, he was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" You know what I mean? And um, Herb was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." You know, they th- my bad, my bad, blah 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 blah. And then just Robbie's attitude. Yeah, shit happens. It's yeah. Cool. Blah, 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 blah. And then he's up at the press conference like, nah, I don't really care about running back right now. I didn't take a lot of damage. I'm uh, I'm just going to go on vacation with my family. I was like, yo, like, yeah, I, Robbie, like, I understand 100%. Like, yes, by all means, go do that. But I would, a little bit, I would be like, you know what? I kind of do want to run that. He said he Here's... wanted a rematch. But I just, I feel like I was looking for a little bit more fire and kind of like. Here's know, my thing. And I was forward. wondering this. I'm wondering that if he didn't go limp in that minute and he knows 
And that's why he's not fighting for that harder. That's why he's going on vacation. Or if he didn't go limp in that minute, he at least got a taste of how hard Ben can crank on somebody and goes, shit, if he would have got that in the right position, he'd have fucked my world up. I don't know if I want to run right back into that right now because I got lucky at the beginning that I popped him. But if he would have got a couple more takedowns on me, because we weren't in the ring, you know, yeah, we saw what we saw, what, you know, punches and landing or whatever. We don't know what it was like getting cranked the way that he did. We don't know what it was like getting tossed around the way Robbie did to Ben and Ben, you know, trying to get up on him while he was putting his weight. We don't know what it felt like. So it could be also that Robbie was like, shit, you know, I don't know if I want to go right back into that because that was a lot harder than I expected. Yeah, you know what I mean? Maybe. I'm wondering if that's part of it. Nothing for Robbie because, but I think that it just seems so like, oh, I, don't know. I don't necessarily want to go right back into that. So that's why it makes me wonder if like, yeah, he went limp. He wasn't expecting Ben had a good, a better crank in than what everyone's bitching about that. Robbie. Yes. He went limp for the one second that yes, Herb was right to call it. And oh, well, you got caught, but because you you got up so quick with it, you're able to bitch about it, and you know that it, it just the I I understand the whole nonchalant of like I don't feel like it. Is it? I'm gonna go chinchel. So I'm sorry if it was me, I'd be like, nope, I want a rematch tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, just tomorrow. I mean, I'd cowboy Cerrone that shit. I'm sorry. Put well, me on the next card. Let's let's be let's so let's keep it real. Uh, Dana yeah. already said that he wants to run it back. He, uh, Robbie yeah. wants to run it back. A- ben wants Askren to pass. Said no. Dana, Dana <laughs> said that he wants to run it back. So I it, mean, Dana is final like, say. So Askren's gonna fight his ass again if he wants to fight in the UFC. I don't, so I don't think so though, because he already told him he's like, I don't want to fight Robbie in the first place. He's like, I only picked, I only took Robbie because the UFC said we want to give you Robbie Lawler. He's like, cool, let's do it. Right. So which I, I understand. Can see, I can see Ben saying, you know what? I don't want to run it back because I like him and I don't want to fight him. I want to fight people I don't like. Which I can understand that too. I can just also see the UFC putting their foot down and Ben just playing team because he's taken so long to get here and being like, fuck it, let's try this again. And if he loses, he'd be like, oh, whatever, I didn't do it this well. Bring me down to the next guy. Nah, man, you know I'll what I mean? Like, Ben's, ben Ben's kind of, yeah, Ben. Ben's kind of cool. Like, uh, if he's going to take the L, I feel like he's made it to the place that he couldn't get to for the longest time. And his he didn't take the L on his first fight on his intro. So, like, now if he takes the L on out, it doesn't really, it's not going to be as big of a problem. Nah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not as big of a, like, oh, God. You know, if you walk into a place and you bitch out in the first, like, 30, so, ooh, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's that that's the thing that holds you over. So, but he's still right now, regardless of whatever the fuck people have to say about it, he's at 19-0 one, with one no, one no contest. That's still what his record is. He hasn't lost. So let's so – Let's move Let's up. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Let's move up, right? So, Ben Askren, yes, congratulations on a big win. Uh, was a submission in the first round with 320. Yeah. But we got to talk about his teammate, Tyrone yes. Woodley. Or the man wow. who did not show up to the fight. And he, yes. he My said it himself. God, I was shocked. He said it himself that when he went into the fight and the fight started, he said, I felt like my body just couldn't move. And how about... He was 100% correct because 
He didn't yeah. look. He didn't look like Tyrone Woodley. He didn't move like Tyrone no. Woodley. He didn't strike like Tyrone Woodley. He legitimately. It was would really not let surprising. Go. Yeah, well, it was surprising. Ben Askren said it. Ben it Askren, seemed like yeah. it seemed like he wanted to run in there and give him a five-hour energy drink and hope for the best. You know what I mean? Well, Ben Askren at the conference said that if he was in Tyrone's corner, he would have told him. Quit looking for the perfect moment and just let your hands go. Yeah. Because that's exactly what that's, was going that's on. It's just Ben precisely. Ben is because you, you think about he it was too much. For one thing. Yeah. Yeah. He was looking. He was only looking for the one moment where he could land a right hand. That's all he was looking right. for. And credit credit to Usman. Like we're gonna be one hundred. Oh, Usman came my in with a God. game plan. He executed his game he plan. He showed everybody oh, that God. he is a wrestler. He out wrestled. Yes. He outstruck. He put, he put Woodley in positions and dangerous positions yeah. that Woodley has yeah, never been in before, and it was amazing. So there was a couple of times. There was a couple of times when he was getting when he had his head cranked against the ne- the the freaking cage when they were on the ground. Just in the position, the way it worked out, I was like, oh, you're going to pass out right there. You're going to win by some crazy Usman by crazy angle. You know what I mean? Yep. There's a moment Mm -hmm. where they were both throwing like 30 seconds. I think it was in the third round. They were both just letting their Mm -hmm. hands go. And I was like, yo, this would be the time where Woodley would win. But then like in the fourth and fifth rounds, it was like Woodley came out and he was just like, nah, just not into it. And I was like, yeah, yeah he seemed like he didn't want to do it. I think honestly, he, I, I, and I hate to speak for them, but like it again, it just seems like you know, you seem some fighters where they're like, yeah, no, I don't want to do this anymore. That's what it kind of almost seemed like towards the end of the fight. He's like, yeah, Kamaru beat me. He's good. He's beat me. His significant strikes and shit. He's got whatever. You, you. Take my title, please. Go beat the shit out of Kobe. You know what I mean? That's what it almost seemed like at the end there. So like, it was like, all right, I'm I'm done. I'm good. A couple I don't, of my friends, I'm tired. A couple of friends I was watching the fights with, they kind of acknowledged this too. They said that Tyrone's corner is probably one of the best corners they've ever heard because it was like a fourth yeah. round. Woodley Woodley looked defeated, and they're like, "What are you doing? Pick your head up!" Yeah, right? come way oh too far God. for this shit. He's they like, were not let letting him have it, no. dude. That yeah, he has a good ass corner. Shout out to his his. Shout out to his corner because they were they were giving him a lot of shit for like who are you what are you doing what why are you here what are we doing here you know what up. I mean let's go yeah yeah like wake up motherfucker where you you got a title you you are at UFC two thirty five and you're defending your title against another person let's let's make this happen let's make you it know happen. what I mean but Usman like I said execution the game plan he came to work the, yeah he he, he had everything dissected it was work. so funny because. Uh, during the press conference, Usman was like, I have the recipe to beat you. And then w- Woodley was like, what you going to do? Which everybody who said that come in and got slept. No, dude, Usman knew exactly no. what he needed to do. And he did his Usman business. Usman knew it. Yep. So and I'll tell you Usman. right now, I cannot fucking wait till him and Colby. I cannot because Dana's already talked about making that matchup. He was already dirt. I think it was during the, I think a fourth round they said it was. Fourth or fifth round, he went back and was leaning back, talking to Kobe's about uh, a matchup because I think by I mean by the fourth round you fucking knew that Usman had it. No yeah. offense, unless Woodley would have fucking starched him, 
points wise, he wouldn't have been able to take it back. No. By by the time he got in the fourth, no offense, Woodley, he just wouldn't have done it. But um, he was talking to Colby about it, so like I can't wait for that matchup because like nothing for nothing, I don't mind the antics, but I can't wait for somebody to let that boy sleep. Yeah, I can't wait. Colby <laughs> Cummington versus Kamar Usman. I want I want for. Usman to lay on him. Well, first off. First off, like here's my thing. I want Kobe to be as ridiculous as he is to to the Black Zillions. Like he pushes the line sometimes on some shit, and I'm gonna tell you right now, that is not the fucking team to push around. Like try your shit, but only go to a certain point. Watch your ass on fucking Twitter, boy. Like sorry, there are just some people that won't take your antics. And no. then on top of it, I think Kumaro, like, the moment he won, he was already trying to beeline out the fucking octagon at him. Yeah, he just he was wanted, like, oh, he wants oh, Kobe. That's oh all. I this want is like you. a, a vision match. I want that. I want that. Like, as it's just, don't get me wrong. It's not that Kobe's a bad fighter. It's, a, yeah, you, you can do some shit in the octagon. It's just much like some of the other fighters, like with, with Connor. Like, your outside shit just annoys the fuck out of me. I want someone to I want someone to fucking sleep your ass. Yep. I or make you tap, which that would be even more. I think to me that would be even more insulting for to have. I think it'd be hilarious if Kumaro gets on him, works him like he did with Tyron, you know, where it makes makes him wear him like a sweater, and then gets him in a submission and makes him tap like a bitch. That'd be hilarious. To me. <laughs> it would make me giggle. I yep. would laugh. I I'd probably like. I don't drink that often, but I probably do a shot. Just because it'd be hilarious to me, like there's just some people that you want you, a knockout's too easy. You want them to be submitted because they had to give up at that point. Yeah, I think I Colby agree. Well, fine. Dana has already said that Colby, Colby and Usman is going to be in the next fight, so we're going to yep, see that happen. Exactly. So. I know Woodley said that he wants to run it back, but to be honest, Woodley has to earn that shot back because after that performance, after the last couple performances, yeah, he, uh, he didn't honest, show like, up. He, he hasn't to, been show. No. He needs to he needs to yeah. that back. So enough with this fight because I want to talk about more positive Let's news. Let's go the main yeah. Psych. I don't want to talk Ugh. more positive news. I want to talk about the controversy between John Jones and Anthony Smith. Um. So for a lot of you guys who didn't know, uh, John Jones did retain. He uh, started the first two rounds actually with solid kicks, which I'm gonna be honest, they yeah. were they were landing hard, and I was not yeah. feeling bad for Smith because I was like, thank God that's you and not me. Um, right. Third round, it was kind of like you know, it started becoming more of a fist, uh, fist kind of moves. But then, was it a fourth round? We got the knee strike that happened, and uh, um, I think it was fourth. I think it was a fourth. There was a huge um. So, uh, Anthony Smith was on his he was on his butt against the cage, and Jones was landing devastating shot after devastating shot, and then he dropped a knee into the chest of. Anthony Smith, and then dropped another knee, but the knee actually clipped Smith in the face, and uh, yeah. then right away they stopped the fight. That uh, Herb Dean, see, and this is where Herb Dean did a great thing. He stopped the fight immediately, yeah, and then he broke everybody up. He went back to the instant replay because he wanted to make sure, like, what he saw is what he saw. So he Which obviously rules were in effect. So yeah, yeah. when and the Very crazy thing, well that was a crazy thing too, right? So that rule was crazy. Was that normally in MMA, if you go to instant replay, the fight is done. But the Nevada yeah. State Athletic Commission said all those rules minus that one 
all the rules for instant replay were still in play, except for the fight has to stop. So they took that out, um, which was I, I loved it. Thank you for that. Um, I so, think it's a great idea. Yeah. So anyway, fight. Um, Herb Dean goes checks the checks the camera, sees that the strike was thrown, but instead of he looked at Anthony Smith and credits to Anthony Smith. He asked Anthony Smith if he could continue. Anthony says, "I'm fine. Let's go." And then the doctor came in, checked him. Are you sure you're okay? You can see Anthony Anthony Smith said, "I'm fucking good. Let's go." And uh, then the doc leaves, and then the fight starts back up from neutral position, which I I agree that's exactly where that fight should have started. Um, mm-hmm. It was just wild to me because before the fight got started, they deducted two points from John Jones, and Joe Rogan said it too, which if Joe Rogan is saying it, then you know it was a first because no one has ever seen someone get deducted two points. Off yeah, of there's state, a lot of people. Which was crazy, and I, I agreed that was a great move too. So I think that was, that round ended up being scored 8-8 uh, for that round, but that was a huge thing, man, was that – and, that's, right. and, and it goes to Jones. Jones is very technical with all of his strikes, and he knows that rule is into effect, right? Like the one where you could drop knees in people's chest. It was just – or no, I'm sorry. It wasn't the chest move. Uh, Smith was starting to come up. He was still a downed opponent, and the knee was coming up. Yeah, clipped, that's what it, it was. That's what it was. Um, it almost clipped his face. I think it did clip his face. Anyway, so the fight continues on, and in the fifth round, Jones – just got comfortable with his boxing and ended up putting Smith on the side and just kind of like tagging him at will. Um, but the fight did go all five rounds. Smith, uh, apparently every time that he got hit in the face, Smith told Jones right to his face. He's like, is that all you got? He's like, why don't you give uh. me some more? And uh, Jones said that he's never had an opponent say that to him in the fifth round. He's never had an opponent talk shit to him. So, I you know, mean, big Smith, ups to Smith. Smith, Smith is a bad, yeah, he's a badass. I just, if this makes sense, it was, it was, it, it was obvious. It, it was, it was obvious that he wasn't going to win. Like, no offense to Smith, but like, it was. Jones did work last night. I, you know, I may get pissed off at some of the shit he does. He did work. Jones did really good last night. Yep. Jones, Smith, Jones did excellent. Smith, Smith, Smith could have showed up a little bit more, in my opinion, but I still love that he had that grit where he was just going to continue talking shit. Yep. So after the fight, you know, they asked Smith how he felt. He said he was disappointed. He's his biggest critic, you know, yada, yada, yada. He's going to learn from experience. He's going to continue moving on. They talked to Jones. Jones said, I, you know, I'd love the opportunity. Thank you, Anthony Smith, for letting me fight you. You know, you're amazing, blah, 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 blah. And then Dana came up. And Dana says, I want Tiago Santos to fight John Jones next. So excited. And I'm not going to lie. I oh. really want to see this fight. I and- want that fight if you would have heard the reporters though there was one reporter in particular i think his name was brian and brian i think it was brian i'm just gonna say brian for this instance brian kept saying trying to convince dana white that brock lesnar should be the next fight for john jones and dana was like why why is he the next logical choice dc said that he wants to fight brock lesnar dc will get brock lesnar so why would i give brock lesnar to john jones and uh, he's like, Tiago Santos just finished his guy in the main event last week. Don't you think he deserves a title shot? And 
the guy was like, I just, I just think Brock is a better, is a better person. Now, John Jones has gone to acknowledge that the numbers that they're going to draw for Brock Lesnar versus John Jones will be huge. By all means, it will be massive. But oh, straight up, it will be DC. It would be DC versus put, Brock. Put DC versus Brock Lesnar and Tiago Santos versus John Jones on the same card. On the same card? Oh, I would be bitch. in for this fight. Bitch, I'd watch it. But like straight up, if you were to do John Jones uh, John Jones versus Brock Lesnar or DC versus Brock Lesnar, John Jones versus Brock Lesnar versus going to kill rating over DC tenfold. Right. No offense to DC. It's just John Jones... His ratings are really good, and I don't think DC could pull as much as he could no. going against Lesnar. Nothing just, against him. No, I don't. I don't think so either. I would just be very interested to see. I would want a main event, co-main event like that, because then at the end of the day, you could be like, "Hey, November, if you guys don't take too much punishment, you guys can fight again. You guys, you we can get DC right. versus Jones three, but." It is what it is. I'm very excited to see the next installment right. of Thiago Santos and John Jones. I'm not saying that Santos presents a huge problem to John Jones because John Jones is just cleaning out 205 again. Um, right. I'm very interested to see how Santos does in a 205 bracket. So we'll we'll see, man. In a couple, uh, I would say probably what August, September, maybe an October time frame, we'll see that fight. And it'll be, it will be a bloodbath. It will be, I don't right. know if John Jones, and, and we say this all I don't the time. Think jo- we say it all the time. I don't think John Jones will be ready for Tiago Santos, like his power wise, because it's not no, something you can I mimic. don't, if this makes sense, if this makes sense, like everybody's like, oh, he ain't ready, he ain't ready for, you know, everybody says it about other, other people he has fought. Right. I legitimately do not think he will be ready for the power that Tiago Santo has. I just yeah. don't think. I think he's going to get one punch, and uh, it's uh, it, it's going to be a wake up call. It's going to be like, whoa, whoa, holy shit! Yep. Apparently, uh, everybody's going to go night night. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I I just I legit think this is going to be somebody that does that surprise because it's not going to be just like a wrestling on the ground. It's going to be it's going to get a challenge. Yep. It's a challenge. And John, I don't know if John, however, flip side of that, I do have to give John his credit. He does do his homework. He does a lot of homework. So do not put it. I would not put it past John for him to try to find somebody that could be as close of a mimic to Santos as a four fighting partner as possible if that matchup does officially go through. I would expect because to see John I, Jones uses oblique kicks and side kicks yeah. a lot. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. He's going to kick him away like student. Yeah, yep, he's going to force him to stand up to stand up tall yeah. and not use that power. Yeah. He's not going to want him. He's not going to want the full power coming at him, so he's going to try to keep him away because then he's going to try to keep him to reach because then he's not going to be able to do like a a, a good jolt at him nope. because like don't get me wrong like yeah you can get some power if you're reaching but like you're not going to be able to get as much if you can't get a full strat you know yeah full throttle fucking punch 
So if you got somebody kicking you away, you're not ever going to really be able to get a good windup to land something hard. You might be able to get something quick with it, you know, quick hit on your hand, but it's not going to do anything like a knockout. No. So that's something. But however, this is where Santos might be able to switch some stuff up looking at the homework as well. Because if he could time the kicks right, grab John's leg, tosses it, John will get scared and not throw it. Yeah, but what we've seen from John Jones too is that he's got a great ground game. He just doesn't utilize it because he's always on his feet. So, you know, Santos does have to worry about that too. Like, there's there's obvious there too. But yeah, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting. I definitely think uh, Santos is definitely bringing a unique challenge that. That Jones hasn't seen I'm before. I'm interested so, yeah, a lot I'm interested in, in that fight. So that wraps up 235. We're going to talk about uh, the main event. So the headliner for UFC uh, Fight Night 146. Really quick because um, we only have a couple minutes left. Uh, yep. Derek Lewis, Junior Dos Santos. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for this fight, but I'm going to be honest. I, I'm, I'm going to pick JDS in this fight. Oh, dude, yeah. If this makes sense... Uh, nothing against Black Beast. I don't expect him to win. I'm just excited to watch this fight. Yeah. However, if he does win, I'm excited to hear what the hell he has to say after he wins. Because right. I just think <laughs> because, I, for Derek because Lewis, sometimes though, mm-hmm. for Derek Lewis though, the problem with me though is that the last few fights he's always talking about how his back is fucked up, and it's like yeah, it's, it's that's becoming more and more concerning. important. Yeah, it's becoming concerning. Yep, and he's slowing down a lot more. He doesn't like get into it. It usually is like first two round or first yeah. round. He'll throw like some heavy leg kick, and then from yeah, there, he's you been, won't see it again. He's been getting like well, that and also like it's been like a lucky win, if that makes sense. Like he lands something where you're like, oh okay, all right, and and that and Derek won. All right, cool. Right. You know what I mean? It's not like he's putting too much you know strategy into it. No. Um. I'm I'm excited to watch it because I don't mind watching Derek fight. It's the Black Beast, you know what I mean. I just think like Junior's Junior's gonna it's it Junior's gonna it's gonna look kind of like it's gonna look like a mismatch, you know what I mean? Like it's gonna look like when he went against DC, you know what I mean? Nothing against Derek. It's just sometimes there's people where I don't think the matchups look. Right, and I think this might be one of them. Right, you know what I mean. Yep, I do. I think JDS is just gonna go in there, and he's just gonna, he's gonna, he's he's gonna get. <laughs> it, I don't know. Sometimes I giggle because you can almost see on a fighter when they're getting ready to tear somebody apart. There's this almost this set of boredom of like, why am I going through this? Right. But the good thing is, is I think Junior is enough of a professional that we might not see that, which would be nice. So, yep. you know, that wraps however, I do want to hear post post interview, Derek Lewis. That's always <laughs> the fucking funniest. My balls were hot. Like seriously, post in post fight. Derek Lewis is the best interviewee ever. <laughs> I'm going to go home and I sleep am, with I my wife to see what he has to say <laughs> this time around. Right. Like, he's like, I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. You're like, oh, okay. I'm going to Get- throw her heels in the air. Oh my god, that one cracked me the fuck up. I was dying. Oh, why are you? What's wrong with you? Too much sex. What? Like, hey Joe, maybe I could go on your show and smoke weed with you. You're like, I fucking love you, Derek. What the fuck are you gonna say next? So, 
That's like, if this makes sense, I want Junior to win based on the fact of like matchup and style and like, you know, it makes sense. But there's this weird meme, you know, this weird meme side of me uh, where I'm like, oh, I want Derek to win because I want to hear what ridiculous fucking thing he's going to say to to Joe Rogan. Like, right. you know what I mean? That's that's well, Joe partly why there. I want Derek Remember, to Joe's not going to Oh, that's right. It's time. a fight night. Oh, yeah, yeah. Never mind. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. It's not going to be as funny. <laughs> Because but, I don't know, who, I don't know who's doing it, so it's not going to be as funny. Fuck it, no, no. GDS now fish. They throw him. Oh, if it's if it's DC though, he might say some ridiculous shit to DC. My stance still stays. Then if it's Joe Rogan or DC, I think Derek <laughs> would say some ridiculous fucking shit to him. So well, I don't know. It'll be interesting to watch though. Yeah, definitely. I think I Derek, unless Derek lands a bomb within the first like. First one, first round, maybe first round and a half. JD has to go and take it. Derek's gonna have to land a bomb because he's not gonna take it any other way. No offense, Derek. I just think that unless he's gonna land a bomb, it's not gonna be it. No, I agree. I just, I don't, I don't know. I just see JDS winning this fight just because he's a he's a pure striker and I just, yeah, I'm a good boxer. So I just, I don't, he I wish gonna the best, hit him. But yeah, I just think I he's gonna hit him. He's distance. So. Yeah, that's fight night, uh, 146. So we will dive more into that next week when we uh, yeah, after yeah. the card happens. So with that being said, though, this is gonna be kind of where we wrap it up. Julie, why don't you give them shout outs and where they can find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, little less Chewbacca. Come talk shit if you want to find me on Instagram at a little less Chewbacca. I've been busting my ass losing weight. We're at 75 pounds down. Want to get motivated? to Come find me, motherfuckers. Yeah, that's it. Congratulations on that too, by the way. I, Thank I know you, we, by the way. We've talked about that Thank a couple you. times now. Um, yeah. You guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat at cm underscore miller eighty five. I'm there. Like, share, subscribe. Uh, send me some love, and I'll you know chat with you too. Also, do not forget you can catch us on Franken Culture. Uh, all the different channels that we have. Uh, Frank Steiner, uh, get the KO of course, and then Nerds at the Round Table, and do not forget, go to serotonics.net, pre-order your guys' hoodie right now because they're still up for pre-orders until March 8th. And then if after that, they are where they are. Kind of a limited edition thing. Um, with right, that right. being said, Julie, why don't you go ahead and tell them goodbye. Bye, everybody. Have a good day. And as always, good fight and good night.